Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. So it's another episode today of Paranormal and Paranoid News. Great. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Come gather around the campfire and pet the wolf and the owl and get yourself a s'more. And we're going to talk about rare and terrifying mental disorders. Oh my God. <laughs> today. Because <laughs> I know, I know you've been wondering if I have one and no. yeah, yes, I do. So the creep.com has done an article upon the rarest mental disorders of all time. Okay. Some of these are downright scary, though. So the first one I want to talk about is called the Cotard Delusion Disorder. So the Cotard Delusion Disorder is a disorder in which someone thinks that they are already dead. So they act as if they are. This includes refusing to consume any food or drink, telling their friends and family that they are already dead, hearing voices telling them that they are already dead. And some of them say they can even smell terrible scents like things are rotting in which they believe is their own bodies. That is horrible. I know. It's really kind of weird. Sometimes the disorder is so pronounced that they think they never actually existed at all. That is so sad. Yeah. How of, how rare is it? Like it's one incredibly in rare. A million or it's incredibly rare. Um, there's only been about two hundred cases found throughout the world of this. So yeah, but sometimes How the, do we know they're not actually dead then? <laughs> well, <laughs> You can see and talk to them. That's usually a giveaway. You can see and talk to dead ghosts. Some people can. Yes, that's mm -hmm. a good point. They may be more confused about who's legitimate and who is not. Anyway, okay. typically depression is highly associated with this disorder as well as an overwhelming interest in death, cemeteries, suicidal thoughts, and sometimes they will commit suicide to prove to their loved ones that they can't <gasps> commit suicide because you can't die twice. So in order to prove that they're dead, they will kill themselves. Thinking they can't do it. This is shocking. It's really weird. It's a really weird affliction. Um, many of those suffering from this affliction are filled with complete nihilism in which they do not believe anything really exists or has any meaning, meaning or purpose. As I said, this condition is quite rare with only 200 known cases around the world. And because of this, some medical establishments do not even recognize it as a real disease. Doctors hmm. tend to treat Cotillard delusion disorder with the combination of drugs, behavioral therapy, and if it comes down to it, electronic uh, shock therapy, electroconvulsive therapy. Oh, or they're still shock. doing that. Yeah, well, for this, I guess they do. Um, most patients that do not recover may just commit suicide or die from refusing to eat. And that's a weird way to go if you think about it, because how do you refuse to eat? Like, I guess this is kind of where anorexia is also an issue where, um, you, I've been told or I've read and I've heard that the worst way to go or one of the worst ways starvation. to go is starvation. It is. So if your mental health can override your body's need to survive and to eat that must be pretty intense that must be because you would be in such agony if you haven't been eating and you're refusing the food that can get you out of that state 
I mean, that must be just complete delirium. So what I've heard is there's a period of time where you don't crave food or need food. Okay. And that stage goes on for quite a while. And then you get into the pain part. Okay. Where then it's just unbearable pain. Mm. So maybe they never get to the extreme part. You know, maybe, maybe they just stay, they stay in, in that. that phase until mm -hmm. they die. Perhaps that's what it is. So a man named Warren McKinley from uh, Braintree, Essex, which I think is in England, was badly injured in a motorcycle crash. Um, a few months after his release from the hospital, it became very clear to his family that there was something wrong with Warren. He could not handle his baby daughter's crying. He did not like loud noises or loud talkers. He had a hard time keeping his train of thought and he stopped eating food. He believed that he was already dead and there was no point in eating anything. So when he returned to the hospital that had originally treated him for his accident, they found that he had actually incurred a brain injury during the accident. So his doctor, he told his doctor, look, I don't even think I survived the accident. I think I'm dead. I wonder if he had a, a near-death experience where he went up, was dead, know. and then came back it and still doesn't realize he's in his body. From what I read, it didn't say that, but perhaps mm -hmm. that's what happened. Um, so his doctor said, you have this Cotillard delusional disorder. He actually did eventually recover, but he spent 18 months barely alive. It was actually a veteran, and they had sent him to a veterans group where they had all talked about surviving near-death experiences in, in, in the wars and stuff. And he said that being around them made him feel like he was already dead. So that was part of it. But then he met another man who had been a soldier who also had this same affliction, who thought he was dead. And he said between talking to that guy, getting therapy from my doctors and stuff like that, he goes, he eventually did come back. But there were 18 months where he thought he was just dead anyway. So there are cases like him where they've been able to be cured from this mental yeah, you can situation. Come back. Yeah, you can. I think it's probably like most things that are, are mental health issues are it's a brain injury of some kind. Mm -hmm. Your brain gets knocked off its keister. It gets a little bit damaged or there's a tumor or a stroke or something. And it creates things that don't make any sense. But to you, they make total sense, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting. So the next one is even more dark and disturbing, and Josh will probably have to put a disclaimer on this episode because of what I'm about to say. Oh, no. <laughs> this disorder is known as auto-cannibalism or self-cannibalism. Don't is... even go there. <laughs> I, I think I know what you're going to say. It's pretty dark. Yeah. Oh, my. Based off the description. No. It's when people tend to eat their own body parts, but... Most of these are people who will eat stuff, stuff like their fingernails or their hair or, you know, their boogers, stuff like that. Oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> no, but that is one of the, it's kind of a range. It starts there mm -hmm. with eating it's, your hair. Yeah, it's a, there's a range of things that can cover self-cannibalism. Um, of course, the most extreme is when you actually will eat a part of your body that maybe you might need. <gasps> so, for example, in the case of this man, Andre Thomas... He was sitting on death row in Texas for murdering his wife and two kids. But he thought that the government could hear what he was thinking through his eyeballs. So he gouged out his left one and ate it. And then that didn't suffice. So a couple of weeks later, he gouged out the right one and ate that one, too. Oh, uh, um, uh, yeah, that's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so dark. But he did eventually get diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and... I think that there was some pushback from people because I think he's on death row and they were like, should we even 
obviously he's very mentally ill. So yeah. should we even Just be putting put him, him out to of death? his misery? Yeah. Maybe that's that's one way to look at it. Um, or feed the guy some food. <laughs> I don't think food was a problem. I think he legitimately he was paranoid. Thought, yeah, people could hear him through his eyeballs. Hear his thoughts through his eyeballs. So he had to get rid of those eyeballs. So that's one very extreme example of self-cannibalism. Um, but there are other forms of it. There's something called, and I might butcher these names, but we'll try. Um, the first one is called allotriophagia. That's like eating things like paint chips. Okay, I've heard of that where people will yeah. eat like Random metal, metal screws, yeah, nails, absolutely. just weird things that make China. no sense to make because there's no, they're not food, but you just eat shit for the sake of eating it. So it's just a weird. So there's that. There's something called um, onychophagia, which is the desire to eat your own nails. But that means like you're actually eating your nails, like you're really yeah. getting in there and ripping mm. the nails off, and you have bloody fingers all oh, the time. Oh, okay. Because yeah. like I sometimes will get like those hangnails, and I'll just like I do that constantly pulling oh. hangnails. Especially off if my you hands. don't have a file with yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. So there's also dermatophagia, or eating of the skin on your hands or fingers, resulting in your hands being bloody and damaged. So you just bite the back of your hands all the time. Sounds like an anxiety issue. Yes. And I was wondering on that one uh, that ate his eyeballs, yeah. if there was another mental disorder with it, like well, paranoid, paranoid schizophrenia. Paranoid schizophrenia. That's what yeah. he was diagnosed with, was okay. paranoid schizophrenia. But I think that that could also fall into the category of self-cannibalism because mm -hmm. obviously he... He's eating himself. He's eating himself. Yeah. So gross. So disturbing. Um, and then there's another one called trichophagia, which is the desire to eat your own hair. And hair cannot be digested, so it will really mess up your digestive tract if you try to eat it in oh, no. clumps of hair. I wish you had told me this like 10 years ago. <laughs> you need to stop. You need to put the hair down and you need to walk away, Carol. The next mental illness is called, okay, I'm going to try this word. Reduplicative amnesia. Ooh. Thank you. <laughs> it was like a running And she jump. did a triple turn <laughs> half twist. Half pine jump. With lemon. And with landed a, a, I'm gonna a give solid landing. A 9.8 on the, on the landing. 9.8. With duplicative amnesia. <laughs> See, I can't do it again. People with this infliction believe that one location has a duplicate copy that exists simultaneously or has been relocated to another area. What? Mm -hmm. People tend to develop the syndrome when they have suffered a stroke, a brain tumor, or other brain injury, or they are suffering from another mental illness. According to Wikipedia, a patient suffered a head injury after he fell in his home. When they explained to him that he was in Jamaica Plain Veterans Hospital in Boston, he said, no, it's actually located in my hometown of Taunton, Massachusetts. And more specifically, it's in my spare bedroom of my house. <laughs> so he was told, you're in the hospital in Boston. He's like, nope, I'm in the spare bedroom of my house. Like, like he couldn't put together. He thought the hospital was in the spare bedroom of his house. So it existed wow. in both places. He's like, yes, I know the hospital's in Boston, but there's also in my house. And that's where I am. My dad actually kind of had an experience like this years ago he had a knee replaced and we brought him back from the hospital and he um, just couldn't really walk and they had him on really heavy sedatives. So mm -hmm. he'd be drinking coffee and then he'd be falling asleep and coffee would be spilling all over him. <gasps> so we were like, we cannot 
help him because we don't know what to do. We're not nurses. So we got him into a physical therapy place where he would stay like yeah. every day and there would be people to take care of him. So he went there and they had him do his physical therapy and get his knee back in shape and everything. But while he was there, there was a big like cafeteria room and it was all kind of done up in like light pastels and floral prints and there were um, like palm plants everywhere. Anyway, when we brought him home from the hospital or from that from that place, yeah. he said he thought he was in Hawaii. The whole I time. knew you were gonna freaking say Hawaii. He used to live I in Hawaii. I knew it. I was just waiting for you to say. Yeah, he lived in Hawaii when he was in the service. So he he's like, I, the whole time I just thought I was in Hawaii, oh, and I wow. think he legitimately believed that's where he was. But that's, that's some not realistic quite, decorations. It's not there. quite this, but it's yeah. kind of like I think he was just confused because he was on a lot of heavy painkillers and stuff. Meds yeah. will do that. Yeah. So anyway. The next one I've got here is something called Capgrass Delusion. I've heard of this one. This one really freaks me out. Yes. So this is the belief that someone in your life has been replaced with an imposter. This can also be derived from a brain injury, dementia, or being diagnosed with a mental illness like paranoid schizophrenia. In one example of this on Wikipedia, a 74-year-old woman insisted that her husband was not the man she married, but instead an imposter. She would not sleep with him. She locked herself in her room. She asked her son to get her a gun. <gasps> And she would not cooperate with the police when they tried to take her back to the hospital. She wouldn't go. She said she recognized everyone else in her life. They were all the same people, but not her husband. He was not the same person. That is so hurtful to sure. like, probably her husband's like so sad yeah. that she's so scared of them yeah. and thinks he's a completely different person. I know. So I'm hoping that they were able to get her help and get her back. You know, and they didn't have to divorce or something. <laughs> yeah, that imposter syndrome freaks me out. Yeah, because it's scary. It, it's like, well, what behavior changes triggered you into thinking that? Right. Especially because everyone else, she doesn't suspect. Just him. Just him. And that's probably the person closest to her. Yep. So, yeah. Right? Because she would notice the slight changes. When, you, when you're with someone, you know everything about them for years and years yeah. and years. Like, yeah, yeah. So maybe in her mind, he's just doing things a little bit differently than he used to. And she's mm -hmm. like, that's not my husband. Like they're getting amplified in her mind. Yeah. And I'd be reason. like, I'm allowed to change. I'm still growing and learning. As a <laughs> right. Guess what's happening in 54 days, Carol? I'm trying to think. 54 days. But 54 days from the date this airs. Which is like September or something. Oh. <laughs> I think 7th or something. Is there something like... What is my favorite holiday? It's Halloween. Yay! Is that 54 days? 54 days from September 7th when this will drop. <gasps> yes. I'm already behind on my Halloween decorations. What, I gotta start getting them lucky going. Lucky for you, that's what we're gonna talk about now. We're gonna talk about Halloween and how you can get prepared for what's coming. I can't wait. I know. I'm so excited and the weather's changing. Yeah. Well, yeah, it definitely is changing and we're mid-August. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. But yeah. Bring it on. So 54 days to go. Um, everyone start getting out your Adman calendars or whatever those are called. Advent. Advent calendars? Advent calendars. Advent but that's calendars. for Christmas. They should be for Halloween too. <gasps> we need to make Advent Halloween calendars. And we need to be spirit house cleaners. Yes. Yes, we do. 
Okay. All right. So if for some reason our podcast just mysteriously Stops. goes away, you'll know we well, what we're we changed. Doing. <laughs> we're <laughs> no, doing something we're new. just kidding. We're not doing that. Uh, well, we might, but not anytime soon. So the first scene about Halloween I want to talk about because this is quite interesting. Um, there's actually, and I heard about this a while ago and then it kind of went away, but I think I know why it went away, but it's come back now and it's probably going to hopefully get the... Um, the attention that it deserves. Um, it's a petition that's been circulating and collecting signatures. Um, they initially wanted to officially change Halloween to the last Saturday of October. Yeah, it should always be on a Saturday. I agree. So this is the idea behind I that. vote for that. This was driven by a nonprofit called the Halloween and Costume Association. They started the petition in 2018 in order to make Halloween more user-friendly for families. The problem actually really is, is the kids. They all want to go trick-or-treating on Halloween night, of course. Of course. But Halloween usually falls on a school night. Let's face it. So this means that parents have to get home from work. They have to get their kids. They have to bundle them up in their costumes. They have to take them outside for an hour or two to get their candy. Then they bring the kids home. The kids want to eat their candy. They get on a sugar high and they won't go to bed. The next day is totally fucked because now the kid is cranky because they stayed up all night eating sugar, getting high. They've been playing. They don't want to go to, to school. The parents are tired. They're like, Halloween sucks. I don't like this. Right. So it's become just a really big headache. Parents want it to be on a Saturday so that they can enjoy the whole day with their kids celebrating Halloween as it should be. I like it. However, many people don't like this idea of the date change because of the stories and the lore and the ideas that go along with Halloween being on October 31st. I have the perfect solution. We have two Halloweens. Well, that's coming. Two there's already There's already been a thought about that. Okay. When the veil is the thinnest between the living and the dead, we all know is on October 31st. So a lot of pagans and witches are like, no, you're not changing my major holiday to accommodate kids which is, you know, for them, a religious, a significant holiday. They're like, you're not going to change it to accommodate a bunch of kids. This is a big deal to me in my world, right? Mm -hmm. They are now suggesting that we keep Halloween on October 31st, but instead have a national trick-or-treat day on the last Saturday for the kids to have a full day of Halloween-like enjoyment. I love it. Two days to, it should just be a whole month of celebrating. It should be a whole month of Halloween. It, we and should parties. start 10 1 every and it weekend. Absolutely. There should be no school, really. There I should mean, be no school. Everyone gets to eat sugar and you can yeah. dress up in any Halloween costume you want to be and you should be able to go out and do whatever you want to do. You get a car of pumpkins. You can go do watch scary movies. You can go to corn mazes. I mean, mm -hmm. there's so many things you can do. Yeah. I love it. Since they've changed their petition um, to saying we're keeping Halloween on October 31st, but we're making the last Saturday of October the National Trick-or-Treat Day, this, the petition has gotten 156,000 signatures. Now, they only need 150,000 for it to go up to the President of the United States of America for review and sign-off. So speaking of Halloween and the fact that we only have 54 days to get ready, um, I have some pranks that you can prepare for October. I love pranks. Thank you. I do too. And there's only 23 days from the date this episode starts to October itself. So you really only have about 23 days to prepare some of these pranks if you want to start on October 1st and celebrate Halloween during the entire month of October as it should be. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Caramelized onions. 
If you're having Ew. a Halloween party, instead of making caramelized apples, replace the apples with onions. This was one I personally really hate because I hate onions. But if you want to lose a bunch of friends, have them come over, give them caramelized quote-unquote apples, and then watch them bite in and be like, son of a bitch, that was disgusting. <laughs> um, this one guy on Twitter, <laughs> his niece, I think, posted this on Twitter. It's really funny. And that this is something that they suggest people do. You get a drone. Ooh. And then you get um, like a, a ghost uh, decor, like, you know, a floating ghost um, that you would hang up like on your um, lamppost outside your house or your mm -hmm. um, garage light or whatever. This guy on Twitter has a skeleton head and it's got a, it's cloaked in like gray, um, like tattered rags. He, he took a piece of wire, he attached it to his drone and he flies it all over his <gasps> neighborhood. <laughs> He it's could, so awesome. It's so I can awesome. see it. I can right show now. you That's... I'll show you a picture of it. So what you can do because you can see when you're flying your drone where you're flying it, you can um fly he by your chase neighbor's house. All the trick-or-treaters. Oh, that looks like a dementor. Right. That is perfect. Isn't that cool? So I think that's a fun idea. I don't have a drone myself, but I'm thinking might I might get one just so I can do this. <laughs> I don't know how much they are though. So <laughs> you can get cheap ones. Can you? They don't have to be expert. The problem is, is that when you buy a drone, you should probably start off with cheaper ones because you're going to crash it a few times. Probably, yeah. Especially if it has a ghost and someone like shoots it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next idea is um, if you wanted to, like if you live with someone that you really wanted to freak out, you can go into your bathroom, unscrew the shower head, and then pour a bunch of cherry flavored Kool-Aid inside of it. Screw it back what? on, no. and the next person that starts the shower, it's going to be blood red oh, water. Coming so <laughs> gross. <laughs> I think that one's pretty funny. That's great. This is one that you had mentioned something about this in our last episode, and I thought it was funny. Um, if you live with a girl, yeah, buy hair extensions the same color as her hair, and then <gasps> wait for her to fall asleep, and then leave them on her pillow. So when she wakes up in the morning, she's like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm bald. I've lost all my hair. It's so funny. <sighs> of course, this one's a classic one. It's called Head in a Jar. Um, you can print off a picture of yourself, like a big photo of your of your face. <laughs> I think I've seen and this. put it in a jar and fill yes. it with water and then put it in the fridge and people will think your head is floating yes, in a jar. I, I saw this guy on TikTok where yeah. I think his I think girlfriend I, did that. I think I sent it to you. Oh, he freaked out it was so good so funny but you can also go on to amazon and buy a pre-made head in a jar decoration for your fridge so if you don't want to do the all the work you can actually go and this will work particularly well on moms i've been told yeah they'll open the fridge and see that is so bad oh my god you can write a creepy bathroom mirror message so yes. the next time you're in the ba in the bathroom, Backwards. you'll get a piece of cotton or use the tip of your finger. You'll dab it in liquid soap and then write a creepy message on the bathroom mirror just before someone jumps in the shower. As the bathroom fills up <laughs> with steam, your words will be the only thing that they will be able to see on the bathroom <gasps> mirror. So evil. So good. So evil. So good. <laughs> Here's another fun one, um, hot dog fingers. So get some hot dogs, boil them up, make them all look cooked yes. and shriveled, and then add a Lee press-on nail to the end of each one. Ew. And then put them back in the fridge. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> it looks like you have some fingers in there ready you know, for lunch. You know, all the haunted houses and they make the brains out of food, like yeah. spaghetti and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And some people, like I've seen some of the like the parties that people have and the decorations that they have for food. Yeah. And they can make the creepiest stuff to make it look like eyeballs or yeah. something just absolutely horrifying. Yeah, yeah. I know it's fun. And then the last one, which I think is really funny, take your garbage and get a bunch of black garbage bags and then wrap the garbage up in the shape of a body and tie it with <laughs> ropes and then put it out on your curb and wait for the garbage man to pick it up. Wouldn't that oh, be funny? That is so bad. That's so bad. <laughs> the, the article or I saw call the Boy that. Scouts. Oh my God. Be right? like, you remove Can Christmas you guys, trees. Um... Can you remove my uh, particular thing I'm dumping out here for me? That's it. That's getting ready for Halloween. I thought for all of my paranormal stories going forward, I would give Halloween tips. I like, like it. Good movies to watch. Yes. Um, decorations to make. Um, treats to make. Costumes. Mm-hmm. We should we should do a little Halloween nod for our paranormal shows. Like put a little story for each one. What do you think? I think it's great. Cool. I like that idea. We're doing a tarot reading on Yay. the petition that they are trying to, the Halloween Costume uh, Association group is trying to push through the federal government about keeping Halloween on October 31st, but adding a national trick-or-treat day and making that on the last Saturday of every October, which sounds to me like a great idea. So families can spend Halloween all day together. You can spend the whole day getting ready. Um, you can eat all the candy you want that night and the next morning you don't have to get up and go to work or school. It's like a really great idea. Uh Plus it gives people more of a chance to, um, celebrate Halloween all day. If not all month, I'm voting for all month, but that's what the petition's about. The petition's just about making the last Saturday of October, the official trick or treat day. And they have enough signatures now, so they just have to pass it up to the federal government. So we're asking about how that's going to go, if it will get passed in the next year. I'm using the Witchy Tarot by Laura Tan, T-U-A-N, Tan, uh, with artwork by Antonella Platano. Thank you, ladies, for your contribution to the tarot industry. Those cards look sensual. The, I know. I'm wow. using the cards in this deck are pretty sensual. There's a lot of uh, scantily clad ladies on this deck, but the colors are really pretty. And um, yeah, it's interesting artwork. The first card I got was the Ace of Boulders. So in this deck, they're called boulders, but in real, in real tarot decks, Boulders are actually pentacles. The ace of boulders to me, and for those tarot people out there who know tarot, would be ace of pentacles. Um, That's basically the idea, the concept. And even in my imagery, you see that she's looking at a scroll Mm -hmm. with a, um, there's an owl that's presenting her with a scroll. To me, that's the petition. Oh, yeah. Here's the petition. We've got all these signatures signed, so this woman is reviewing it. So I think that they've submitted it into the government. So I think that that first step has already been accomplished. The next card I get, oh, is the tower, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is a dark card, probably the darkest card in the tarot. Mm -hmm. That means that the, the forces that we know, the structure that we built is falling apart. So what I think is that they have a genuinely good idea that they're trying to navigate through a system that is in great chaos and disarray right now. I think our government is not worried or focused on 
anything having to do with a Halloween petition. Mm-hmm. So navigating it through the halls of, of the courts and of, um, not the courts, but of the government of the federal level is this shit show. Yeah. Nobody's going to take the time to look at this. They are way too freaked out and stressed out about everything else. You've got your COVID, you've got your Afghanistan, you've got all these other issues that are happening. Nobody's really going to care about this little petition. Basically, I see it as being kind of um, a difficult time. The timing is off for putting this through. However, we end with the Six of Flames. So for tarot people, that would be the Six of Wands. That tells me that in this card, in this deck in particular, it does show that she's getting help and resources. So I think that there will be some people that eventually do pay attention and maybe what they'll have is just um, a certain office that's designated for stuff like this that can just get it pushed through. This doesn't have to go up to the president of the United States. He's not going to care. There's probably some other office that just has to review it and say, you know, we'll just sign off and it's fine. Um, we'll tell Joe at some other press conference or something and he can let everybody know. So I think that eventually it will get pushed through and it's going to take a while. It's going to be kind of a brutal process to get people to look at it and pay attention and care. Um, but eventually I think that they will have some success. So Carol, what, uh, what did you get? What cards are you using and what'd you get? Um, well you gave me this deck Yay! and it's really beautiful. Oh yeah. Do you want me to tell everybody Mm -hmm. what it is? So Carol is using the um, the Prisma Visions uh, tarot deck, and it's by James R. Eads, and it's actually a really cool deck. It's like beautiful artwork, and it if you lay it out, it creates kind of a theme with in, the in the, with minor, the minor arcana. Minor, minor arcana, yeah. They, they if you lay out all the cards in each in suit a row. of the minor arcana mm-hmm. in in the exact order, they'll create one long picture. Yeah, it's, it's pretty super cool. cool. It's really cool. Okay, so I drew the Ace of Chalices uh, reversed, the Four of Wands reversed, and the Knight of Swords upright. Isn't it interesting we both got aces right mm -hmm. out of the gate? So the Ace of Chalices reversed kind of correspond to the Ace of Cups. And I take that as the present starting point. People are really wanting to connect as a family on Halloween and not make it feel like it's this rush, rush thing. They want it to be more of a family type event, not just reserved sure. for adults. Yeah, I agree. Uh, which is kind of what it's turning into be because when it falls on a random school night, a lot of times they just don't even celebrate it much anymore. Yeah, it's too stressful. I don't see a lot of trick-or-treaters going around outside anymore, especially on a weeknight. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's kind of the starting point. The Four of Wands reverse tells me Halloween is going to be canceled this year. It's putting an end to fun um, because upright it's a fun celebration yeah and so I kind of take that as something dramatic of course you know (laughs) could be anything with the news it could be it's gonna come squelch the fun this year is a reflection of my tower card oh definitely yeah it kind of piggybacks off that I would say your tower card is more definite because it's a major arcana yeah but definitely the four of wands reverse talks about canceling fun so putting a stop to that so that makes me um, sad so if it doesn't happen this year um it might be an outside event preventing just halloween in general um going forward and then the last card is the knight of swords which typically means taking action so i do see this being resolved Mm -hmm. i do see it getting good response once it's being paid attention to yeah it just might not um 
take place this year? I think within a year is kind of what oh, I was thinking. Okay. So maybe not by the end of 2021, mm-hmm. but by October 2022, perhaps. I could see that. Yeah. I do see that there's going to be some other good ideas come forth out of it. So I think there might be some other things mm. um, combined with that. Just, you know, maybe they're going to make it a statewide thing. Like st- states get to decide. Oh, that's an idea. Um, something like that. But um, definitely the Knight of Swords is good news for yeah. a good idea. And it's, yeah, he's all about getting it pushed through. So, yep. and that also reflects what I have with the Six of Flames or Six mm-hmm. of Wands. So I think you and I are on the same page with our cards and our and our yeah. belief. Yeah. So yes, I think by October of 2022, we might get there, but it's going to be... There's going to be some obstacles for Halloween, for Halloween and this year, yeah. perhaps for this year and getting this whole petition pushed through. But I yeah. think eventually it will be okay. I think it will too. Great. Hooray. Thanks, you guys. Um, that does it for this edition of Paranormal and Paranoid News. We'll see you next time. Stay spooky Thanks. and get ready for Halloween. Yay. It's coming up. Not many t- days away now. Okay. Bye. Bye. As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts, and all dolls are definitely haunted. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com, and you may hear it on a future episode.